back. Oliver Lavers, aka Golden Goose. Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> Good to see you. Golden Goose, where does this come from? Mate, it was on the Gavin Rubenstein podcast. Oh. I heard. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it was one of those things that uh, I used to. So I was obviously worked with Gav for many years. And I was very good at connecting a buyer and a seller off market. Yep. And obviously the market was a little bit different back then. So you know, there was a lot of properties that hadn't sold. Um, so it was all about connecting the right buyer to the right home. Um, and it was just sort of understanding the buyer's requirements. So like there was multiple times where I was like, Gav, let's get this buyer through this property. And you know, one buyer, one inspection, and boom. Mate, the Midas touch, yeah, huh? Yeah, so it was good, huh? Nice. Um, but yeah, so the market's changed a little bit now. And now there's probably about 10 buyers per property. So. <laughs> Well, look, pleasure. Oh, thank you for being on here. Um, mate, wanted to kickstart it. I think it's what a lot of people would have on their mind. What's it like being on a TV show? <laughs> uh, uh, mate, it's good. It's good fun. It takes a little bit of time out of your, out of your day. Um, you know, it's, it's, I've got to say, Amazon have been f- uh, you know, fantastic to work with. They were, they were very, very, um, they understood that, that we're very time poor. So when we came, they would quickly mic us up, say, you know, this is what you're doing. And they'd move through very, very quickly. They'd have a gap in our day being like, you know, you've got four hours and that actually get us out right on point because they know that we would have, you know, line up other appointments after, say we finished at four, we'd have an appointment at 4.45 and go into the evening. Um, in terms of, you know, helping the business, um, yeah, definitely, definitely good. Um, in terms of people know your name, you know, there's no more cold calling as such. Yeah. Yeah, people say, oh, we saw you on the show, you know, um, you know, liked how you did this, hated this. You know, some people hate the TV show and don't want to deal with you. You know, I, I lost one listing from a guy being like, yeah, we don't want all that press around our property. <laughs> yeah, well, that was just an excuse. But um, yeah, but it's a bit of fun, you know, it's good to be part of. And um, season two coming out in, in the next couple of months. So yeah, it was good. Killer. Mm. It's funny because you always hear about real estate agents and they're always like, oh, they, they, they think of themselves as an actual celebrity. Uh, We've got an actual celebrity. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. Mate, yeah, sure. in terms of it, when you go into appointments, do you use it as a marketing tack now or not really? Oh, not really. Um, uh, you know, a huge positive for us was that we do get contacted by a lot of buyers and especially overseas buyers coming mm. back into Sydney. Um, they see that we are in touch with the high-end luxury properties. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I see it as a plus if I was a vendor that we do have, you know, a big, mm. A healthy database of, of mm. strong buyers at the moment trying to move back into the country that, that have found our agency just from the show Lux Listings. 100%. So, yeah. 100%. Now, obviously, we've just cut, kick-started into 2022. Uh, out of curiosity, my take is the market's still going to go this year. Where do you see the market going throughout 2022? Uh, I think we're going to kick off pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I've already launched a few properties this week. So I started back at work in the first week of 10th of Jan. Mm. I know a lot of people come back this week or, or, or next week. Um, but I started back early because I think it's, it's the best time. Um, I know that property, you know, there's not much property on the market that hasn't been for a long period of time. So the properties that I have launched have probably got double the amount of inquiry. So I think we're going to start strong. Um, probably around April, I think we're probably going to taper off a little bit. Not in the, in the east, I don't think we're going to go down. We're just probably going to plateau mm-hmm. and not see the same sort of frenzy prices that we've seen out there. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I, I guess when you talk, we were t- chatting just before we clicked live, you were focusing a lot on expired listings before coming into this year. Mm-hmm. Are you moving forward? I think there's going to be a lot more stocks sitting on the market. So you're yep. obviously going to be targeting that. What are your main lead sources at the moment? Is it is 
Expired's been your biggest, or where's it? No, your... look, it, look, Expired's was, um, it's just something I do at the start of the year. Um, if, th if you think about it, you know, uh, the, their agent hasn't been in touch with them while they've been in a holiday period. You know, they probably had it signed up to the end of last year. Um, and, you know, I just think it's a good time to have, you know, maybe ch change new energy into the new year. Um, so I've had, a, ha I've had a lot of luck on the expired listings at the start of the year, um, but I wouldn't say it's my main focus. My main lead generation would be, I guess, what well, started with cold calling, now it's warm calling, and now those warm calls have turned into relationships. Um, and now I've either sold one of their properties or their uncles or aunties. So for me, it's about um, relationships, and it's taken 10 years to be able to get to this level. Mm. How do you factor in your brand building with your prospecting? Because I know for a lot of agents, and even myself, what you sometimes you'll focus too much on trying to build a brand early on where do yep. you and it's something you've done quite well like mm. i've noticed you've purchased a car yep. you're on lux listings how have you leveraged your brand to get more more clients but also where's that kind of that i guess breaking point where it's like you're spending too much time building a brand versus actually picking up the phone and calling yep. mm. what's your take on that um my take is do the work um the work will help you build your brand um but also understand your brand um, when I first started with Gav, um, you know, this guy was my hero. Do you know what I mean? Like he was Gavin Rubenstein, still is my hero. Do we get on really well? Um, but, you know, he um, went through this trap of, you know, I have to do everything that Gavin does. You know, uh, went to these appointments and, you know, Gavin would go sit on his couch and fold his leg. So, you know, then I would sit on the couch and fold my leg, you know, when I was in a listing presentation by myself. But then it's, again, it's, it's understanding that, you know, people aren't selling with, um, uh, a real estate agent, they're selling with a person. So where my career took off and, and my brand is that as soon as I realized that my brand was not Gavin Rubenstein's brand, still can be, be similar in terms of sharp, work hard, um, but for me it was about being that guy from, from Canberra, um, being you know, just genuinely who I am mm. as a person, um, but also just letting the vendor know that I'm gonna be the hardest worker in the room that's gonna get them the most amount of money. Um, but again, you gotta understand that people are gonna be selling with the person, not the agent, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. Um, so as soon as I realized that I didn't need to be as, as Gav is, and don't, he's, he's a fantastic agent, but as soon as I realized I could just be myself, that's when my career took off. So in terms of branding, find what your brand is, and then, then you can market your own brand, but don't forget about the work, because the work is number one. 100%, yeah. great advice. So with, with, with the work being number one, what's your schedule like now in terms of how you structure a prospecting, um, client management, yep. going to appointments? How would you structure a day now versus when you were first starting out? Yeah, so I think um, your, your day changes. So when you first started out, um, the main thing is, is you're sitting on the phone and you're calling. Well, I was calling anyway. Um, when I first started in the Randwick area, I door knocked all of Randwick and Kingsford every afternoon. I door knocked the whole suburb twice over in a year. Didn't get me anywhere, probably because I was, you know, 18 year old. It looked like I was 11, handing out a business card, <laughs> not even asking if they were selling. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, so that's, you know, the first when you first start, all you're doing is canvassing. You don't worry about setting up your ideal day or anything like that. It's just, you know, the main thing is to get indoors. Uh, when you get busier, um, and then you, I guess, you appreciate your time more. That's when you actually go, you know, sit down and go, where is my energy the best? Um, I know my energy is the best in the morning. Um, so I actually go, okay, eight till 12, no appointments. I'm just gonna do, that's my prospecting time. That's my canvassing time. So I make sure I track up and do my 30 connects in that time. Um, uh, anytime, anyone that wants to try and book something in that time, they have to get my approval before it goes in my calendar. Um, otherwise, you need to book my afternoon. 
So then yeah, everything right. is booked in the afternoon. Try groupy suburbs. So, you know, if you have an appointment in Vaucluse, try get the next one in Vaucluse. If you have one in Rose Bay, you don't want to go on back and forth, back and forth. Um, that's when I realized that's when you do get busier, you got to take your call lists in the car. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all you're doing is traveling back and forth to the office. Yeah. What's your pre-game before going into the office at 8 a.m.? Like I know we've been for a run at 5 a.m. Yep. in the mornings. What, that's why I'm here. What, yeah. so tell me a bit about that, because that's something really important, which I think a lot of successful people follow. Can you tell me about mm. your morning routine and, and how it sets your day up? Yeah, for sure. And that, that's why I'm here. I was actually impressed. You came and met, uh, well, I came and met your running group at 5 a.m. Um, they said be here at 5.03, which was the starting point. Next thing you know, there's four of them running up in the dark in Centennial Park and probably didn't believe that I was going to turn up. Um, but, uh, and geez, they're quick. Wow. I thought I was fit than running with this group. Wow. Um, so for me, um, I've always been, an, uh, well, I forced myself to be an early riser. Uh, I think there has a lot um, to do with uh, success in terms of getting up early and actually owning your morning. So for me, uh, I'm up every morning at 4.40, it's when my alarm goes off, I'm in the gym by five, I do you know, weights that'll hit class, or I you know, see someone like your, your running group and, and run with you guys at five, but I'm training six days a week. I'm training six days a week because I work, I'm working six days a week. Mm. Um, Sunday is the only day that I'll sort of give myself off, mm-hmm. um, but the fact is that I like to own my morning, and that's the part of my day which I cherish the most. You know, so much so is I, 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 I hate reading an email that you know, isn't positive, or I don't read the news because it's so negative. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to start your, your day right. You've obviously, like, you've gone off on your own, but yep. you've instantly gone into some pretty big success, right? Like, you haven't just gone out and done 400 grand. Yep. You've gone out, you've done a million. Next year, you've gone, done 2.25. Like, you've done some big numbers. What separates you from the next person? How come you're doing that and not somebody else? Um, yeah, it's, it's got to be understanding the business. Yeah. Um, not having a, a fallback position of having, you know, I was working with Gabba, had a small salary. Mm-hmm. Now you're out on your own, you've got to pay for your team members. Now I've got three team members that I'm paying for. You know, you've got to do a certain amount of sales before you actually get ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're calculating that mind every day. You know, I have a few mentors that tell me that debt will get you out of bed, you know, because <laughs> yep. you're not sleeping yeah. anyway, right? 100%. So um, I think it's actually, yeah, knowing what you need to do. Um, but for me, it's understanding who I am as a person, who I am as an agent, mm. and that I don't need to be anybody else but myself to be doing the numbers that I want to be doing. Yep. And I can tell you now, I'm not doing the numbers that I want to be doing, because it's, uh, yeah. otherwise, you know, you, you've always got to have that why and that push to get there. Otherwise, yeah. you know, you're not going to get up in the morning. Happy, but never satisfied. Never satisfied. Yeah. And I, it's funny, I was sitting down uh, with my EA the other day, and she goes, you know, what's, what's going to make you happy? And I was like, it's a good question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but uh, again, we're all, all working hard to understand that work-life balance. So yeah. obviously you're still gonna be aiming for more than where we were last year. How do you get to that point? What are you doing to shift and adjust to get to a bigger level? Yep, um, systems, yep. 100% systems. So, uh, you know, I've sat down with my team. Um, we've got a checklist. So as soon as a property is listed, this is what we do. Tick, 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 tick. As soon as a property is sold, this is what we do. Tick, tick, tick. As soon as a competitor has listed a property, this is what we do. As soon as they've sold a property, this is what oh, really? we do. Yeah, yeah okay. so you, you need to be understanding what your role is, what you're gonna do, and no matter how busy you get, it's gotta be done. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna, you're gonna be leaving in the office at 10 o'clock at night. Mm. Otherwise, there was a, I've been told a, a story the other day about um, uh, a cafe. Right, so they they walk up to the cafe and they, they go order coffees, and then the guy says the barista says, "I'm sorry, guys, I forgot to order the beans." They go away and they go, "Oh shit, you know how stupid is that guy? Didn't even order the beans." That's the same as our prospecting. If we don't prospect, our next three months is going to be pointless. Hundred percent. 
So it's keeping the same thing as what you're doing, but then obviously implementing Don't that Don't forget as well. about the prospecting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. And what are you doing to uh, to prospect now? Are you still doing the same prospecting, or have you has your prospecting changed? Um, it's changed a little bit in terms of now I've got a team, so they can more or less do the cold prospecting. As soon as it gets a little bit warmer, then they throw it onto me, and then I continue the warm prospecting. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first started, it was all 100% cold, um, but again, now it's people that are probably going to be selling in the next say three months yeah. is where I'm going to be focusing on, and then the team can you know um, nurture their their group as well. So what does 2022 look like for Ollie now? Like we're talking just before off camera about some of the goals you have set. A lot of agents get very trapped in having one identity, which is being a real estate agent. Yep. What do you do outside of work and what are some of the goals you've got, which makes Ollie Lavers, Ollie Lavers? Mm. Um, I, in terms of not non, non-work activities, yeah. is that right? Um, I love to holiday. Really? Yep. So, and it's hard for us to take time off. You know, mm. you promise your, your vendors that you're going to be there every inspection. Um, but, uh, you know, I've just been, uh, Jared Rubenstein just contacted me and said, you know what, I want to do this 96 kilometer hike. Um, wow. Yeah, the Kokoda Trail, um, which is normally done over 12 days. He wants to do it in 10, uh, sorry, in four days. Oh, four days. Yeah, and this guy's like, this guy, 96 Ks, yeah. Oh, um, but this is like this, you know, over mountains <laughs> yeah. and stuff, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do that, and it's gonna be for charity as well. Uh, I'm gonna fly to Papua New Guinea, uh, so that's gonna be pretty incredible. Um, so I'm gonna be training for that. Uh, I would also like to go to Europe um, in terms of day to day activities: gym, beach, you know, hanging with friends, beers, yeah. you know. But the the thing is, TV, yeah, TV show. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is, yeah, and this is where I struggle, and this is why you actually got to book your time off, because um, otherwise all other parts of your world is going to collapse in terms of relationships with friends mm. and, and partners is you actually need to book your dates in, you need to book your holidays in, you need to book your dinners in, otherwise they won't happen. No. Because we'll always put work first. But if you actually go, okay, I booked a flight, we're going away to Japan in April, you do everything you can to make it happen and you actually organise your schedule with that holiday in it. You can either say, you know what, Mr. Vendor, I won't be here this weekend or we can start when I get back here. And they they will still go with you, but they will plan around that weekend. So are you doing that quarterly? Quarterly, yeah. Quarterly, yeah, yeah, yeah. a week? Uh, again, I need to work to that. Um, see, I, I, right now I'm doing sort of a Monday to Friday, so I'll still be there on, on the yep. Saturdays. Um, but I would like to do a week. In the middle of the year will probably be about four weeks. Yeah, wow. uh, Three weeks, I want to go to Europe if, if obviously everything is open. Um, and then November, I like to go to Palm Beach for just my birthday. Okay. Cool. And, and does that total like over a month? So you're doing like a month and a half, two months of holidays a year, including uh, end of year? Yeah, so that would be a total of, yeah, possibly about, uh, I haven't done it yet, but it'd be seven weeks. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, because we, we give it everything, you know what I mean? Mm. We're up at 4.40 in the morning um, and working to whenever the exchange is due. I feel like that makes mm. it worth it though. Like if you're thinking about it, that's what people dream of. They dream mm. to take a couple of months off. Yep. And then if you're doing those big hours and you're working, it's eight o'clock at night, you still got another appointment. You're thinking in the back of your head, well, I'm taking two months off this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to you. I'm going yeah, to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, yeah, right. yeah, I'm doing it right now. Yeah, 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 I'm doing, yeah. earning it right now. Yeah, cool. it's just the girlfriend at home going, when you're coming home. <laughs> so that's why yeah. you need to be like, look, do you want to go to Europe this year? Yeah. 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 Europe or home yeah. at 5 p.m., yeah. which one? Which one do you want? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Now, in terms of your own mindset, obviously doing these sorts of numbers and this many deals, you have to be very switched on and your mindset has to be all aligned. Do you read books? Are you writing your goals every day? What do you do in terms of, like I know you're very well into your fitness, but in terms of a mental space, what are you doing to keep on track? 
so I'm lucky that my first real estate job um, uh, in Ramwick, uh, there was a business coach called James Short. Mm. Um, and he is the first person that sort of taught me how to you know, create my year. Um, so I have every year I have a 12 month planner that I, I sit down and write it all out in January. Mm. There's, a, you know, there's probably 90 boxes you have to fill out. I sit there for about two hours. If I give this to anyone, you will struggle with what to put onto this page because mm -hmm. you have, you know, you've got your business, you've got your holiday, you've got your social life, you've got your finances, you've got your investments, you've got your self-development. Like there's everything mm -hmm. that is put into this spreadsheet. And if you can fill out every single box, it's amazing actually what goes there. So mm -hmm. uh, actually after filling it out, normally sit somewhere nice to the beach or something, um, you know, uh, I type it up and laminate it and actually put it on my bedroom wall. Um, so, you know, I can't say I look at it every day. I'm a pretty focused person, but, you know, if you're ever feeling, you know, like, shit, what am I doing this for? We're having mm. a down moment or you've lost a couple of listings, I look at that. Um, but I also am heavily into podcasts. I listen to, that's where I came across this podcast is I listen to a lot of podcasts and I like to, you know, learn how to get better myself. There's also a great podcast called um, uh, Brendan Bouchard. His podcast is, is very, very, like, positive and... Um, that's where the, you know, the confidence breeds confidence sort of quote came from. Um, and that's sort of, you know what, you can do it. Let's go back up and get it. You've just had, you know, mm. a down day, you've lost that listing. Let's, let's go again. Sure. Um, so podcasts for me is, is a no brainer. Otherwise just listen to music in the car. You may as well listen to something that's going to give you something. Yeah. Mm. What about working with Gavin and TRG? What, what were some of the biggest lessons you've learned off Gavin and mindset wise or business wise? Um, Gav is, is do what it takes do what it takes to get the listing, do what it takes um, to get the sale, um, morning, night, you know, we will be there. Um, mm. The work ethic coming from that guy is like mm. none other. You know, mm. he, he will take his holidays, he'll take his weeks off, but when he's on, he's on. Yeah. Um, you know, this guy gets hundreds of emails every day, but you will get an email back from him within, you know, say 30 seconds. Um, he gets angry <laughs> if I'm CC'd an email and I, I get back to him faster. <laughs> So that's, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm used to is coming with, and that's why I can get annoyed at my own team because like I need you to be quicker because yeah. when I was working with Gav, that's what I was used to is that high standard and, and clients appreciate it too. You know, if, you, if they emailing you at 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, next thing you know, they get an email straight back. Yeah. They're like, shit, is this guy still up? Or they get an email at 4.40 in the morning. They're like, fuck, these guys, when do they sleep? Mm. Um, you know, we, we like to think that we are you know, absolutely military mode, but in the real estate space. So he's taught me probably more about the worth ethic than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Like it's, it, it, I agree on your point where you said, you know, I'd learned all this from Gav, like I'm on the ball because yep. of it. I think I, I had a great mentor when I was coming up the ranks. And I think it's so true who you're under. It's very, very important mm. because if you're not under someone that's doing those sorts of numbers, you don't learn that skill set and that mindset to keep going when you're out off in your own. You gotta learn and the right habits. A hundred percent. Now, for any of the younger people listening to this that don't necessarily have someone that's at hungry or, yep. you know, they might be with one of the directors mm. that are a little bit older that have made their money and they're taking a step back. Yep. What's your suggestion to those people? Get a mentor who is. Yeah. So either look out of the area, um, because it's hard to find someone that's gonna mentor you probably in your own area and, and give mm. you free advice, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> I'd probably say look out of the area to someone that you respect um, and, and call them and yep. say, hey, you know, I understand you're busy, but um, would you mind if I you know, bought, you, bought you a coffee? And to be honest, I, I get calls every now and then, um, but you know, I'll probably say, you know, call my EA or call this person, because if they're just gonna call me once, I, won't, I want them to chase me like a vendor. If they want it, they're gonna chase me like a vendor to be able to sit down with them. Um, but yeah, I'd say go get a mentor that's out of the area that's doing the numbers that you wanna be doing, 
or a older agent that is taking a step back, um, but was a big, big agent in his prime. For sure. Now, obviously you've got some great mentors in the office that you're in. There's some guys doing some pretty special things too. Do you have any other, do you still do coaching outside of that as well? Yeah, for sure. So uh, again, very lucky. My first um, job in real estate, I was in Randwick um, for a company called um, Mint360 Property owned Mm -hmm. by Arthur Purtis. Um, Arthur's a great mentor of mine. I see him probably every Saturday with a breakfast. He uh, keeps me grounded and chops my legs off if I get an wow. ego. So, um, you know, he's a sort of like, you know, put your feet in the sand and feel the earth and the energy. Because <laughs> he did fall into the trap of the whole, you know, yeah. uh, money's your only thing. Yeah. But yeah. now we sort of pulled back a little bit. Mm. So there's him. And then I've got Dave Gray, um, who is, he owns Elders Port Macquarie and as well as another 10 Elders offices mm. up that, that way. Um, a great mentor of mine as well. Even though he's got over, you know, 200 staff, he's still calling me on a Friday, you know, checking mm. in to seeing how I'm doing, how my numbers are, what's my headspace like, how's my team so this guy even though i haven't worked with him for 10 years still calls me on a friday to be That's like awesome. you know how are you going like you don't yeah. find people like this like he's no. got a heart of gold and there's also the business coach from the start james short um he's done like the ultra marathons and things like that um he now moved to byron but i used to have breakfast with him every every saturday as well and we just after that it were just mates mm. um and you know he would coach me about you know running my team and I, i've got to say i'm, I'm very lucky with the people i've surrounded myself mm. with um and I owe a lot, a lot to them. 100%. Yeah. You ca- it seems like you have a lot of people ca- keeping you accountable. Yeah. It's funny because a lot of people don't have one coach you seem, or one mentor. You've got multiples. Multiple. So. Uh, the one thing they teach you is that um, uh, no one else is to blame but yourself, mm. right? So <laughs> if you're not doing the numbers that you're doing, no one is to blame by mm. yourself. So it's not like, oh, I haven't been taught that. Well, teach yourself that. Jump on YouTube, get some scripts and dialogues, make more calls, get in the doors. Mm. If someone, one of my team goes like, oh shit, I haven't done this, well, who's that to blame? Mm. And they, they will know not to say anything because I always say, well, look, you're in charge of your own success. Yeah. Oh, it's six o'clock, can I go home now? You're in charge of your own success. Yeah. You know, like, do yeah. you want to go home now or can you make another 10 calls? It's yeah. up to you, really. Yeah. You know, I know I'm staying here, but yeah. up to you. So, wow, yeah. do they go home? Uh, depends if they've got a date or not. You've got to let them have a life as well, right? Like, you can't be like, otherwise, you know. No, look, I've got a good, I've got a good team. Um, you know, we're still, we're still trying to learn each other and understand sort of the high expectations. Yeah. Um, but you know, you you can't be too hard on them at the same time. Do you reckon with a team like that, you can, you can train high performance, or is high performance you, you're either high performing and you want it, or can it be trained? So you just said it. If you can't train it, if they don't want it. Mm. If they want it, you can train it. Yeah, because everyone, everyone has their own little bit of gold, mm. right? So I've got Sebastian on my team, who's incredible on the phone. He's so lovable. You know, he'll walk down to the cafe and be like, hello to this little old lady. Next thing you know, he's in the house, you know, <laughs> listening. Do you know what I mean? Like, who does that? Where I'm yeah. sitting on the cafe on my phone, like trying to catch up. Where you've got another person on my team, Braden, who's, um, you know, he's a little bit, you know, in the quieter type, but him on the phone, he really just comes out on the phone. So everyone has their own skill set. You got to understand it and then harness it. For sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I, I guess what, what would be your, uh, some big takeaways for the younger agents coming up? Like they're, they're about to, like I've got an assistant that's just stepping out on his own. What would be your advice to these new agents? Um, organize your day, mm. um, back yourself. Um, it's going to be tough at the start, mm. but just don't stop. Don't give yourself a plan B. As soon as you give yourself a plan B that's out of real estate, you're gonna fail. Yeah. Um, you know, if you said, you know, if real estate's not gonna work, I'm gonna get into, you know, say, you know, fixing ovens, mm. you know, it's not gonna work for you. 
you know yeah. what I mean? Because there's, there's a plan B for you, right? Yeah. So, Stuff's your mindset. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got to go, you know, you know, for me, I didn't do that well in school. I said, look, I've got nothing else. I'm just going to stick to real estate. I'm going to push hard. Plus, I really mm. enjoy it. I don't, it looks like I don't work. Mm. I love coming to work, um, which I'm lucky, for, lucky about. Um, but, yeah, you just got to, yeah, just back yourself and go hard. That's all I'd say. Now, with the eastern suburbs, like, obviously, it's the most super competitive a real estate environment in, in, in Australia. How do you go up against all these big agents that have been around for decades and still come out on top? Yeah. Are you doing something different? Yeah, so the suits. Yeah, the yeah, suits. suits. Dressing loud, <laughs> looking good. Well, the suits just make you feel confident. You yeah, know what I mean? True. So you got to go in there with confidence. So dress whatever's going to make you feel 100%. Um, it's the same we mentioned the car before. That gives me energy, make me feel good, get stepping in and out of it. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't feel good stepping in and out of a Toyota Camry. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's some agents and big agents mm. in our area that do step out of a Toyota Camry that don't need that, doesn't, doesn't give them what it gives me. Mm. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's 100% relationships. You know, like um, you're going in blind. I've got to say, you know, Gav going in blind, he's got an incredible pitch. Mm. For me, just say I was called. Before I actually go through that door and, and do the proposal, I'll probably contact them, say, eight, nine times before I get in there. Mm. So just say, you know, you book a, it's Monday, there's a book of time for Friday. I'd actually contact them multiple times before I get there so they know who I am that's before hustle. I get there. That yeah. That's real So hustle. dropping something, did you get oh, it? Wow. Send them a text, send them an email, looking forward, I thought you'd be interested in this sale. Cool, I know we're seeing you on Friday, but you know, did you see this? I thought you'd be interested about this, can't wait to see you. That's so massive. you actually get in there yeah, and then and, and you can start having a laugh with them because if you're going in blind, it's like you're going in on a date, they're probably nervous. A lot of people yeah. aren't very good at meeting a new person, but for me, in, in being in touch with them nine times before I get in there, they're gonna be like, oh, I know Ollie, he's, he's you know, he's, I feel comfortable around him. Within the space of a week, you've already yeah. built rapport. That's yeah. really good. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Know, for, for me, an average touch point's probably three, yeah. four times max before you're in that sign up face-to-face. Yeah. -face. Doing numbers like that, I reckon he's beneficial. Mine's got one. To. So I've probably got a great listing presentation. I should work on it enough. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have to work on my follow-up yeah, first. Yeah, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, but, I'm after it. I'll implement yeah. that. That's a yeah. awesome one. No, it's good for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I guess for myself as well, this is a like a, a, a selfish question for me. Like we're doing some decent numbers now. How do you look forward and still go for more when you've already achieved success? Interesting one. So, uh, and I'll, I'll get deep on this if that's all right. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. When, when, you, when you have those goals and the first goal was hitting a million bucks and got a million 45, this next one was hit two million bucks, got two million and, and mm. fifth, two, 250, the next one was all right, three million bucks. But the thing is in, in July, you start at zero. Mm. So you're going so hard, go hard, you're hitting these big numbers, you're like, yeah, it's great. Next thing you know, everyone starts at zero. Yeah. And then you go, well, you know, working from one million to two million, did I create, was I any happier in the money that I earned? Mm. Um, but that's when I realized I was focusing on the wrong thing. Mm. I was focusing on the income mm. rather than focusing on what I do, mm. right? So if you go, you know what, I enjoy my craft, I'm just gonna focus on hitting the GCI, but not the money side of it. And this is where I've fallen into a trap because the money was the first thing that sort of got me here, right? Yeah. But now I'm just focusing on, I actually really enjoy this gig. I'm gonna try to get my numbers all the way there, but it's not the monetary side that I'm focusing mm. on anymore. It's actually just hitting that goal. And, and the money is a bonus along the way. The competitive so spirit behind it's, it's, it. It's competitive, yeah. Mm. So um, as, soon as, as soon as I understood that, mm. um, and don't get me wrong, in July, um, when I hit zero again, I sort of, I got a little bit lost. Mm. You know, like it was hard to get out of bed at 4.40, it was 4.50. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was probably, you know, I had to do a little bit later. Yeah. Like it was, 
it was um, it, I got a little bit lost um, mm. because I hadn't reset again and I hadn't mentally reset. Mm. So I actually went away to Palm Beach. I sat on the beach and what I do in January, I did in July and reset my goals. Mm. Um, and it's funny when you reset your goals and you're not focusing just on the monetary aspect and you focus on your life. Mm. Um, that's when I realized I reset my why and I'm focusing on something completely different and that's what's going to get me to the goal. Gotcha. Okay. So more energetically aligned. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. systematic to like help build my team as well rather than worrying what's going to be in my account. Yeah. 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 Um, so, and then I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in the office, I'm less stressed, there's no anxiety. Mm. Like I'm, I'm focusing purely on the systems and I'm, I'm just feeling more energized. Fuck yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome, cool, man. Yeah. Fucking fire up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You come into the appointments too, especially when you're calmer as well. Like you come into those appointments and when you're in that calmer mindset, you're way more present. Yeah, what uh, Tom Panos used to say is, you know, they come across with commission bet breath. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like they now just come in and just have a chat with them. Yeah. You know, like, oh shit, we're we'll talking about your property again. You know, yeah. like, yeah. No, and people want to do business with their friends too. So if you're coming across sleazy, yeah. no. they don't want to do it. No. Huh. Yeah, you, you've got to understand who your clientele are too. You know, like I've got very different clientele to Gav, to Kai, you know, like we're all, we all attract different people. Mm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Any Mate, last bits? I reckon that sums it up. Any last perfect. questions? Cool. No, perfect. My friend, thank you so Wait, much. I appreciate it. Where do you get the suits from? This is actually a Brent Wilson. Oh, yeah, he's a good guy. I have a couple of tailors, but he's uh, he's the man. He's, he's the man at the moment. I'll tell you what, he, uh, he gets my beer belly looking slim. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, I might have to yeah. give him a call. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs>